I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. Something a little bit different this week in honor of Halloween. Instead of a normal podcast, we did a collaboration with The Deep Dive Podcast, which if you haven't heard of them, they're a pretty cool show. They look for deep cuts on Netflix, Hulu, and other streaming platforms, and they give their critiques and reviews of them. Uh, You can find them on Apple Music and Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. For better or for worse, Jay, myself, Amanda, and Tom from Deep Dive picked a few halloween movies and gave our reviews and critiques of them so we hope you enjoy this very special episode and we'll be back with more belligerence in just a week or two Coming to you from New England's darkest heart, this is the Deep Dive Podcast, Horror Month. Join us, if you dare. Hello divers, this is the show that both of you have been waiting for, the Deep Dive Podcast, the show that takes a closer look at some of the offerings on your favorite streaming media services whether it's netflix amazon prime voodoo to be or not to be i never get tired of that joke we find the rare the unusual or the just plain forgotten i'm tom feeney writer for wang's chop movie magazine new issue available very soon hopefully on amazon.com and with me as always is amanda co-host extraordinaire famed beauty and lover of all things dinosaur but of course you already knew that Indeed, we did. Yes. Remember we did a dinosaur episode? Where you Remember that? It was like two hours long. Oh, I tried to forget. Yeah. Okay. It's our, speaking of horrible things, uh, it's our third week of Horror Month, and we have something very special for you. We're going to get paid? No. Oh. No, we, it, but it is special, which, you know, <laughs> kind of makes all the other weeks suck by comparison. Uh, we have our first ever pod over crosscast. I'm sorry, <laughs> podcast crossover. It's not a thing. No, I like the first one. There Sounds like go. a toaster strudel. It does. Mm, delicious. A pot over. Pod <laughs> podcast. Uh, that should be a thing. That should be a thing. Let's do where, it. You know, people uh, do like toaster pastries. Yeah. Pod podcast. What he's trying to say is we have guests. We do. We have guests. Joining us are the co-hosts of the awesome Belligerence podcast, Dean and Jay. I always want to say Jan and Dean because that's a, a surfer <laughs> band. Don't do they that. They were a duo in the... Jan and Dean. Let's, they were, just, yeah. let's just do it. They were, uh, right. yeah, they were popular in the 1960s when Jay was in his what 20s, mid 20s. Uh, uh, no, Jay oh. was in his mid 20s when FDR was. Oh, that's right, for, that's right. Third time, I think it yeah, was. he was recovering from polio. 
Yes, uh, you both. Jay got you do know I am. You do know I am totally biting my lip right now to Courage. swear my head off, oh, but I man. won't. Uh, By the way, so, Tom, your intro is much better than our intro. Well, see, we have to do it like that because the content sucks so much that we have to make <laughs> oh. it sound as professional as possible to make up for that. Hey, That's not see, ours is back. Ours is the opposite because our content is just so desirable that people just want us to dive right into it. It's very deep dive into it. They don't want Uh any fluff at the beginning. They're just like, please give me that delicious, delicious belligerence. Exactly. So uh, if you guys wouldn't mind, tell us more about, you know, the belligerence podcast, where you can find it, what it's all about, all that good stuff. Go ahead, Dean. Oh, you want me to take this one? Sure. All right. So belligerence podcast is a podcast about nothing, really. It's about kind of whatever the news of the day is, uh, whatever's pissing Jay off the most. Uh, Mm. We tried it. We've tried to steer it back toward topical things, um, but usually it's just rants about. Not like uh, not like ointment, topical ointment. No, 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 no. Topical like topics. (laughs) Um, Yeah. How's that rash, Dean? We should actually. Moist ointment. Ew, don't say that word. Moist. Moistment. Let's just do a podcast on moist. So um, we try to stay away from like politics and things like that, but we sometimes go down that road. But um, really, it's just uh, what what was it? Lifestyles, lifestyle, social issues, etc. Yeah. Um, and you can find us uh, wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, any of the major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, etc. cetera, uh, at Belligerence Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to email us questions or things like that, it's belligerencepodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. So that is where you're going to send all of your hate mail to Jay. Yes. Because yeah, you uh, might have some after this one, actually. Exactly. Oh, no, yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hate mail so, to Jay. How long have you guys no, been doing me. this? Um, we've, uh, what, Jay, lost the January 2019, so about 10 months now. Yeah. Yeah. And from what Jay's telling me. In. Yeah. So uh, Jay's telling me you guys are doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we hit we hit 10,000 downloads um, overall. That's awesome. Congrats. Um, and we have 1,500 followers. Yeah, 1,500 yeah. subscribers. That's so, fantastic. I don't know what people like because it's literally like. It's it's two semi-fat guys kind of basically talking about well, nothing. One fat guy and one semi-fat guy. Well, that's what I mean. And vaping. <laughs> that's, so way, and that's way fat. too long a title. <laughs> one fat that. guy and one semi-fat guy. <laughs> uh, and, and apparently one guy with tuberculosis. Yes. Well, wow. Jay isn't vaping today. He must no. like it. Oh, wow. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't bring the vape up. I Sorry. That's you got to get it's that illegal. It's illegal in right Massachusetts. There. Like uh, independent vape company. No, there's no cyanide in our product. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, to get back to the point of our show. So, yes. Yeah. We, we've invited. You have. Well, I mean, I invited. Uh, fine. You're allowing them. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. So, basically, <laughs> uh, Jay and Dean are our honored guests because Dean, and Jay, I'm very sorry. Thank I'm you. very sorry. It's like Siskel and Ebert. Uh, Who are they? Dean and Jay uh, to our podcast because we are in the midst of our month long horror festival right here. Yeah, we are. And I know that uh, Jay is a, a big fan of of horror movies, mm-hmm. and I know that Dean is a big fan of Jay. So <laughs> I figured, you know, that would be a great thing to have them on to talk about uh, to talk about some horror movies. And, and what's our topic this week, Manda? We're doing dun, 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 classic monsters. That's right. We're talking vampires. We're talking mummies. We're talking wolfmen or werewolves. There's a difference. There's definitely a difference. Anybody know what that difference is? Hair. Well, partly. They both have um, hair. Yeah. Uh, driver's uh, license. Werewolves don't no. have any no, clothes No, one after. has a choice and one doesn't have a choice. What? Kind of thing. Right? 
Not exactly. Let me look up my Harry Potter Wicked Guide. Uh, no, 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 no. Anyway, one, so one, where, eight, where one will, comes out at night, and where, the other one wears a cape. Werewolves uh, lose their clothes and they're naked when they wake up. Wolfmen well, you know, still have their clothes on. So do people who aren't werewolves. <laughs> uh, well, that might be so you, Tom. I don't know. The difference is, well, yeah, we've all been there. So uh, a wolf man is a half man, half wolf. Oh. A werewolf is a man that turns into a wolf-like creature. Yes. So he goes more full wolf than a wolf man does. Okay. There's a lot of werewolves in your movie, isn't there, Dean? I wouldn't know. <laughs> hmm. This is getting off to a good start. Yeah. You, you've told me there was. So, oh God. <laughs> so Dean, okay. Since since we're you know we're all uh, we're all curious about about your pick. What what exactly is your movie? All right, dun 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 dun. It's uh, Trick or Treat, two thousand seven. Oh. Michael <laughs> Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> One of Jay's favorites. Yeah. This is the one night that all sorts of things roam free. All these traditions have started to protect us, but nowadays, no one really cares. Tonight, it's about respecting the customs, not breaking them. I, I, yeah, it is. That, it is certainly. Uh, and I and I really screwed up by telling him to watch that movie. Jay has repeatedly told me that it's an '80s style classic horror film. That's '80s style, definitely. Yeah. Classic. They, so they made what exclusively bad movies in the '80s? Oh man! Oh, here we go. Here well. we go. All right. So let me preface this a little bit, Tom. And okay. Man, so I don't. I, I'm the worst person to have on your show because I don't I don't watch movies. I don't I haven't had cable in years. Uh, growing up, my family we it just wasn't something we did. Like I didn't see Back to the Future until like two years ago. Jay, what did you ask me before the show? If I saw Gremlins, yes, never saw Gremlins. So like um. I, I I I don't watch movies. I'm not any any kind of a movie connoisseur at all. Um, and I also have a problem like suspending reality to like just enjoy something at face value. Oh, you must know my wife then. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, that's my wife too. I know Jay's wife really well. Excuse me? Uh, No, but I I can't suspend reality to like just enjoy a movie. Like I think that that's why Jay and I have such starkly different opinions of this movie is because like I'm critical. Yes, Jay Jay definitely Jay definitely has the ability to just kind of let go and enjoy something. I my 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 instinct is to criticize. So basically, if you're the kind of person that says, oh, that could never happen. Horror movies are not your thing. Yes, correct. Okay. Documentaries, maybe. Yeah, actually. Yeah, you're dead on. Like yes. Chernobyl, that never happened. So with that being said, Dean, why don't you go first? You want you really want me to go first? Yes. Go for yeah, it. Let's do it. All right, guys. Well, all right. So, man, you're, th- you're really throwing me to Excuse the- me one second. <laughs> yeah. Throw Can you I to the boo and hiss at you while you do this? Yeah. Sure. Okay. You're all going to. <laughs> so actually, let me get your feeling on this. Tom, is this really one of your- is this a movie you're a fan of? So I am a fan of it in the sense that I <clears throat> understand what it was trying to do. And as a product of its time, it has not aged that well. But, you know, back when it came out, it was, I thought, an entertaining movie. Um, I didn't go there to learn anything. So no. for me, uh, I enjoyed it. I've seen it a few times. It's not I can shut my brain off and just enjoy it. So for me, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good, solid 80s style horror movie. It, you know, it's not going to change the world, but 
I can a, I can relax. A, I can I can enjoy it and just watch it. And, and, it's know. a cult classic. How about you, Amanda? Well, why do you say it's dated? You don't walk around with your Sony Walkman anymore. Yes, I well, do. It's only from two thousand seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it is it is of that style, like you said, eighty style. I By actually, the way, Sony Walkmans like are coming back. I just wanted to let I you mean, know. It's, that. I mean, it's I take it at face value. It's not one of my favorite horror movies, but it's a good pick, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'd say All it's right. a solid pick. Definitely. All right, so I'll run through. Well, first of all, let me let me give you the ratings. Um, IMDb gave it a six point eight. Which That's surprising. I feel is a lot more on par with my opinion of the movie than Rotten Tomatoes, which gave it an eighty four. Um, <laughs> that seems generous. Really. It was yeah, it really does. Generous. It seems very generous. And, and usually Rotten Tomatoes is pretty harsh. And I'm kind of surprised that they didn't see through some of the stuff that I saw through. Like it just, you know what I mean? Like some of the, the movies that I would think are critically the best movies get railed on Rotten Tomatoes. But it's uh, funny because you're preaching to the choir with stuff like this. If, you, if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, you're going to like it. If you're not a fan of it, you probably have never seen it and aren't going to rate it. True. Yeah. Um, Amazon had a four and a half stars. Uh, and then Ooh. audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 71%. I gave it a five out of ten, and that was at Jay's begging. I made him. I had a I had it at a four oh. and a half out of ten, and Jay was just like, "Come on, just give it a five. Uh, so, oh, I so should I should at, give at it a five, during, but I should give it a five for one reason, real quick. Is 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 because of how all the stories are connected to the same town. And I'll get to it. You you kind of like turned me on to something I didn't notice at first, so it deserved a slightly better score. But Tom, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, I'm just saying that with this, you know, with a particular film like this, it, it's kind of, uh, it's not a direct kind of a narrative sort of thing. It's kind of, it's kind of a, a little all over the place. But yes. as a, you know, thematically, I can appreciate what they were trying to do, even if they weren't entirely successful at it. I can still appreciate the effort. Um, and on that level, like I said, I, fi- I found it somewhat entertaining. It's not, it, it, I wouldn't call it one of my top 10, top 20, top 100 you know, but uh, for what it was, it was decent. So I made a pros and cons list. Um, <laughs> oh, I like that. I also i took I, I took eight pages of notes. Oh, um, he did, and he also he also added pictures. And I added them. pictures and screenshots, and I highlighted my the notes that I think are like the most relevant for this. So if you're okay with that, I was going to give you the pros and cons, and then maybe just point out a couple of the notes. That's Go for it to me. Yeah, okay. yeah. Let's do it. All right. So I'll start with the pros. Um, the direction was pretty good. I thought some creative camera shots. Um, I didn't think too many of them were like suspense building or, or especially scary. I thought that they were more artsy. Um, really good, like first person shots and environmental perspective shifts. Like, for example, there was one scene where Sam was like, looked like he was on the floor and then kind of the camera panned around and it was on the ceiling. So I thought there were some decent camera shots and in good direction. Um, the wraparound plot was pretty unique. So you kind of see the same story play out again from the point of view of, of a different character at the end, uh, a couple different characters, actually um, the villains appearance, Sam, I thought it was pretty cool. It was menacing. Um, yeah. Even if Sam didn't really do anything that was particularly menacing. It's what? Like, yeah, there's no, there was no real. Uh, the very, very end <laughs> was like, wait, all right. So like, can I, can I talk? Can I spoil this? Or like, how, how far do you go with like spoiling movies? Uh, we usually leave it to uh, you know our own judgment, which is always poor. So go ahead. All right, great. Um, 
So the scene at the end when he is about like he has he bites the popsicle in half and he's about to it's stab not a popsicle. It's a it's oh. a popsicle. Jeff. No, it's not. It's a it's, it's a, a lollipop. Oh my god! You can't gonna... stab somebody with a popsicle. <laughs> you're really gonna split? You're you're gonna get into no, semantics now? I am. You if know you what I mean. If you put a lollipop in the freezer, does it become a popsicle? I'm that, not sure. No, it does question. not. That's a good it's question. Does, I don't know. It's yeah. not. Tom, if you cover a popsicle in like candy and then let it harden to become a a lollipop, you know, I'm just gonna show. That's up. you know, philosophers <laughs> maybe can address someday. Someday, we, we haven't adv- we haven't evolved that far yet where we can answer no. these kinds mm-hmm. of questions. Um, one of the pros I had was everybody likes candy. It's Halloween. Uh, no, just in general. <laughs> um, and then I thought the lore was kind of cool. So the character Sam is named after Sam Hain. Mm-hmm. Which is the Celtic festival of the dead? Um, yes. And Samhain isn't a deity, but it was referred as one because um, a bishop in the first century wrote a book, and it had a deity of the same name. He goes so deep, doesn't he? Well, hey, you know, I'm That's trying good. to give it. I'm trying to give it something, right? So, like, it it's had. I thought it was cool that he had backstory. At least there's some lore to this, you know. Yeah. Um. Now the cons. You ready? Oh, I can't wait. This is gonna be good. All right, so verbatim, poor, bordering on criminal character development from the very beginning, <laughs> Boo. from the very first scene. Yes. Characters just pop in and out of the movie with no context, and the climax of the movie uh, involved a character who was never named explicitly in the movie. It, it was the bus driver, but there's no fabric there to, to even suggest that until the very last seconds of the movie, literally the last seconds. Of Boo the and movie. double hiss. Yeah. Uh, lots of implied horror but very little actual horror. Uh, mm. There's a lot of blood, but most of the horror scenes were just jump cuts. Isn't, isn't horror, isn't horror have blood in it? Like, but that's, what? but I see, I draw a distinction between <laughs> gore and horror. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I would agree with that. Like you saw know. is horror. Right. And I know that's a bad, that's such a, no, that's gore. No, it's not. It's psychological horror. Okay. Like no, horror, horror films can have gore, but gory films don't necessarily Yes. Are not necessarily horror films. Yeah. So, like, I, I think a lot of the horror scenes in this movie were, were jump cuts, where like you'd see something start to happen, and then the camera would cut, and they'd be dead. For example, Jay, the carnival or the party was it a carnival? Is that what you'd call it? Where the woman gets attacked? No, um, it was a it was a parade. All right, parade. Fine. It's a Halloween parade. <laughs> yeah, you're you're really they have Halloween parades in Salem. <laughs> you're getting lost in the weeds here, dude. Like, uh, just let me get to the point. So. He he catches in the alleyway. He does. He bites her or something with his steel teeth. She starts bleeding. She starts running. And then before you know it, the camera cuts and she's sitting on the ground dead. And he's closing her eyes with his fingers. Actually, she's sitting on a bench. Oh my god! Who cares? <laughs> um, and, and Jay's picking on you for semantics. Really? It happens to be one of my favorite Halloween movies. I watch every Halloween. But you know I'm not wrong. That's why you're nitpicking semantics here. Uh, a lot of the plot was very on the nose, and I know that like corny horror movies, it's like a genre, right? And, like that makes some of the best horror yeah. mo- movies. But like, I think a little subtlety can go a long way. Yeah, sure, um, absolutely, I agree. The acting overall was pretty bad. I thought that um, <laughs> Rip Torn, who wasn't <laughs> Rip Torn, but I was close. Is Brian Cox? <laughs> Brian Cox, yeah. He, he does kind of look like, but you know, he is just a good depends actor. on what he's given. He looks like Rip Torn. He does look like Rip Torn, yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rip, rip. <laughs> um, the four Disney girls were unwatchably bad. It was, they were 
That's it was funny. every scene that they were in was goosebumps cringeworthy. <laughs> uh, so was Steven. And you know what? He got an award. So he won a, he won a, a, an award for best supporting actor in a horror film. Um, and that is remarkable. 2007 must have been a bad year. For Sim, Sam didn't win anything. No. Well, he didn't have any. He was in. He was in. A, he, he had a total of a minute on screen. I know, he, Sam's amazing. Um, yeah. And then Jay. The reason why I brought the rating up is because Jay was the one who finally tied everything together for me when he came up here. I didn't realize that the bus driver was the guy at the end of the movie until Jay pointed it out to me. In fairness to me, that is not clear at all. Yeah, that's just poor direction and editing right there. It is, it is. but one of the things that I liked about the situation is where you see him throwing old photos in a fire. And if you, I'll be honest with you, the second time I watched the movie, I got it. So not the first time? No. The first time I was a lot like you, like, okay, who is this guy? And then I realized who he was at the end and and that kind of tied it all together and was kind of cool yeah. you know so tom do we have time for me to like just point out a couple notes yeah go right ahead all right so at 124 i wrote haha she put the <laughs> pumpkin out and the heavy breathing of the presumably evil character made me laugh out loud because it sounded like winston churchill was lumbering towards them so oh, okay it, it had a camera behind him and he's weird <laughs> dude <laughs> And at that point, you don't know what what that is. Um, at four minutes in, the most confusing scene in the movie unfolded. Um, and I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try to be not vulgar here. Okay. Um, woman puts the candle out in the pumpkin. Says, "I'm gonna clean up." Husband goes upstairs. Woman gets attacked by Sam. Cuts to the husband who has fallen asleep on the bed watching porn. And the sound of his wife's scream wakes him up, but he thinks it's just the porn, so he goes back to sleep. Like, yeah, who uses porn as a sleep aid? That's <laughs> yeah, that's about as two thousand seven as it gets. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, just to make thing one thing clear about this movie, if anybody is curious in seeing the movie, which I wish they would, because some people's tastes are much better than others. <clears throat> um, All right, but. Uh, <laughs> But wow. what I like about Sam, he's kind of like this character of Halloween. So everybody that's connected in this movie that Sam deals with has to do with doing something bad or wrong towards Halloween or in their lives. That's the way I kind of put it together. Um, so I don't know. That was my two cents in the movie because I like the movie. So lots of gratuitous nudity in this movie. Um, and speaking of tits, oh my! The adolescent boy named Charlie, the man boobs on that kid would have been boner inducing <laughs> if I didn't know any better. Wow. Okay. Um, and then out of nowhere, some guy who looked like Buddy Holly showed up and said, "This can't be good for your diabetes, Charlie." He then poisoned his candy, and Charlie, in the best acting of the movie, that's Steven. Started no Charlie. <clears throat> no, no. Yes, yeah, Steve. Who- I know that now. Yeah. I was calling him Buddy Holly this whole time. Okay. Um, in the best acting in the movie, Charlie starts gurgling and then throws up blood everywhere. And it's hands down the best. He should have been the one to win best supporting actor in a horror film. Um, what else happened here? So, um, they called someone Rhonda the retard, which was alarming. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe they said it. Um, so a bunch of kids showed up at a door and it was a swingers party. 
swingers costume party and I wrote the woman who answered the door looks like Joan Cusack if she was trapped in a sex cult that exclusively ate Chick-fil-A for every male for five straight years. Oh my years. god. No, that's dude. oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. She had an aura of Jane Cus- Joan oh. Cusack. Oh. Uh, I only got a couple more left. Your notes are better than the movie. You know that, right? Thank you. <laughs> 39 minutes in. This movie's attempt attempts at humor are pitiful. The alpha princess the blonde one just called riding robin riding hood to say she found someone for her riding hood asks is he young the camera pans to a fat man in a baby costume alpha blonde says i guess you could say that and then that end scene (laughs) uh for i wrote as an aside 41 minutes in and absolutely nothing scary uh not even any real attempts at scary 30 minutes left, and I have no idea how this movie is an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. No plot has been set up for any of the characters. They've all just popped in and started doing random things with no backstory. This writing is incoherent. All right. And then my... So, uh, go ahead, sorry. I'm getting, the, I'm getting the idea that you did not approve of this film? Um, no. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think I, was, I judged a little bit harshly once Jay explained like what... Tie, and my, my notes do get slightly more positive at the end. Um, just one more here that I wanted to point out mm-hmm. five times in this movie, literally five times someone responded to spooky sounds in the background by turning around and saying, I'm not in the mood. You're not in the mood for what <laughs> it's Halloween. You're in a costume. Wow. What are you not in the mood for? <laughs> Getting murdered. Obviously. Uh, I, well, you know. I don't remember that. Yeah. Five times. Um, uh, now that, you know what? Now that you've ruined this movie for me, I'm not going to watch it again this Halloween. I want you to. So no, you I, want totally, you to, I want you to have these notes printed you on your totally lap. totally ruined this for me. But I did. My notes did get slightly better at the end of the movie. I really did like the way it tied the plot back in at the end. I liked the perspective shift. Like, for example, when Steven is burying the kid, he hears a sound next door. And it turns out that that was Rip Torn getting murdered by Sam. But yeah. they don't tell you that till right. the very end of the movie. I thought that was that was a cool way of like reproducing that plot line. It's got a little bit of a twist to it. Yeah, yeah. and then like you explained the ending to me, which in fairness, had I followed along, I think I would have appreciated the ending a little bit more. Yeah, because you just watched it and you were messaging me saying this movie is a pile festering of dog poo. (laughs) Uh, So that's all I got. Five out of ten. Sorry for rambling on. Um, Thank you for letting me go first. Glad we got that out of the way. I'm glad too. That's okay. We we appreciate the thoroughness in which you took notes and did your research. I just wanted to make you proud. That's Dean. And you wanted to make Jay look bad. I appreciate that too. Jake can't even remember the IMDb writing of the movie that he's about to talk yeah. about. No, that is okay. not true. That is not. <laughs> there you go. That you know, says it all. Seriously. Uh, Amanda. Yes. Would you like to go next? Yeah, go I mean, next, Amanda. I don't know how Amanda. anybody can follow that, but I will try. try. You I will try. try, yeah. So You'll be okay. Here. <laughs> so my pick is a pretty sentimental one because it happens to be Mr. Vincent Price's first horror film. Oh, Vincent. Vincent Price, y'all. From 1940, we have the American Horror Science Fiction film from Universal, which is important. I'll get back to that. The Invisible Man Returns. Yeah. How would you know if he returned? He's invisible. Do you have to ruin my pick? I haven't even gone there. Yeah. (laughs) Fear. Fear of the unknown, the unseen grips the populace. As a human being made invisible and insane by a potent drug preys on the citizenry, intent on vengeance. Prison walls cannot hold him. Scotland Yard cannot stop him. And while science works frantically, while a loved one waits and hopes, 
The invisible hands of a condemned murderer deal out death and destruction. It is obviously the sequel to the 1933 The Invisible Man, based on the novel by H.G. Wells of the same name. So here's the funny part about it being a universal film. They, um, it, it ran quite long. Like it's an 81 minute film. And at that time, Universal tried to stick under 75 minutes because they found that most audiences stayed with the movie at that point. But they made it 81 minutes. And you know what's so funny? Those extra six minutes, I think, made it. <laughs> All right. So let me give you a quick little uh, breakdown, as it were. The Invisible Man is... Uh, as I said, based on the novel by H.G. Wells, Vincent Price plays a gentleman called Sir Radcliffe from a very prominent coal mining family. And as happens with families who have a lot of money, people want that money, so they make up things. Mr. Radcliffe is accused and ultimately sentenced to the crime of the murder of his brother, which I'm going to spoil it. He did not commit. What? I know. First of all, it's from 1940. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm not going to get in trouble for spoilers here. So, Vincent Price, Sir Radcliffe, has to go to jail. You know, he's in trouble. You, I mean, guess murder is illegal even back then. Um, <laughs> so, Dr. Griffin is a gentleman who works within the prison facility. His brother, who, by the way, was the original man of invisibility. And not Spider... No, no, what's... What? Is that Superman who does that? What? Who becomes invisible? Ugh. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Just, no, she has an oh invisible God. plane. Uh, Silver oh. Surfer. Silver Surfer? Uh, or Magneto. Ro- Robin. Wolverine. The Invisible Woman? Um, Robin? Uh, Bicentennial Man. The Hulk. Uh, the Hulk. Yeah. It's one of them. Green, yeah, well, the Hulk turns invisible when he's in front of a weather map because he's green and he gets keyed out by the... You know, he gets <laughs> green screened. Yeah. Green screen. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's a half so, credit. It's a half credit. Okay. So Dr. Griffin, who works within the prison facility, he injects the Invisible Man serum which is basically just Kool-Aid, into Radcliffe, and it turns him invisible. No. It does, right? So people can't see him. They think that Radcliffe has escaped because, you know, where is this person? All in all, he's just, like, trying to get away, and he has to hit on his mind. The only thing is vengeance. I must find the man who actually killed my brother. And now with these superpowers of being invisible, and, you know, not because you were not picked at a school dance, but actually invisible. And naked, too, which has got to be yeah, you know why? Why do you do that? So um, he goes to hunt down the new killer. Now, his company, Mr. Radcliffe's company, while he was incarcerated and all this fun stuff, he's actually they've promoted a company, uh, excuse me, an employee called Willie Spears, which is kind of suspicious, right? Because, well, because of the sake of the plot, it has to be suspicious for some reason. It's 1940, and he finds out the murder of his brother is actually his cousin Richard. So Richard, cousin of Radcliffe, is, is his name. Is his name is Richard? Yeah. So Dick Spears. Oh, wow. oh, I was gonna, oh, oh like wow. Pickle Spears. Pick. I mean, or a really good porn star name. Pickle Spears. Dick Spears. Pick, pick, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Dick Spears di- is good. <laughs> yeah. Continue. I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, Radcliffe finds out that it's his cousin Richard. <laughs> who <laughs> murdered his brother. A uh, battle ensues, a big fight ensues, and all of a sudden, you know, um, Richard is dead. And Radcliffe, who is still the Invisible Man, and whose serum is starting to sort of eke out of him, through blood, obviously, um, is dying. So what they have to do is they have to, one, prove his innocence before he dies, and two, family members have to come around, <laughs> donate blood, so that he can become a visible man again, which they do, right? 
and it makes them visible again. Wow. They should really be donating that blood to the war effort. It's 1940. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Well, Whoa. the war, well, we hadn't technically entered the war yet. Not yeah. yet. But buy bonds. You know what I mean? <laughs> With your blood. Yeah. Yeah, blood bonds. Yeah, blood know. bonds. Oof. Blood bonds are forever. Oh, I like that. That's a good title for a movie. So let me blood give you the scores. Yeah. <laughs> James Blood Bonds. <laughs> if this is not our highest rated episode, I don't know what we're going to do. So IMDb gives it a 6.5, which I think is kind of like, meh, whatever, not bad. But Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 82%. That's the, the tomato score. So that's super fresh. That's like two-day salsa that's fresh. Super fresh. Super that's hot. fresh. That's a 70s movie. Super yeah, fresh. Super fresh. I'm giving it an 8.5. I love Vincent Price. He has a cool voice. It was his first horror flick. And I liked the idea that it was one of those movies where, you know, it, it's like Double Jeopardy almost. Remember, did you ever watch Double, Double Jeopardy with, uh, what's her face? Ashley Judd? Ashley oh, Judd. Is that the one with Lindsay yeah. Lohan? Ashley's Jugs? What? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, that was uh, Parent Trap. Parent Trap. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, it was Parent that was literally exactly what I was thinking. Um, Oof, it's I don't like that. So, here at all. <laughs> it's one of those movies, right, where you kind of feel depressed, like it's never going to get solved, right? Here's this guy, this innocent man. He's he's um, you know found guilty of a crime that he didn't commit. What's going to happen? What do we do? So that's where you suspend the reality and think, okay, if he's the invisible man, he's going to become the hero and save the day, which he kind of does. So I give it eight point five. I have a couple of fun facts for it. Ah. So. It being his first horror role, I got to say, is kind of an exaggeration because he only appeared on screen for a minute and 32 seconds. Well, he's invisible. Yeah, but if you, yeah, Invisible Man, he only appeared for a minute and 32 seconds. Well, no, because part of the role. Well, yeah, but he's not actually invisible. There's no kind of paint for that. What an easy way to. Make a like, to, to make a mic, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so, he's invisible. He's in the movie for an hour and a half. Well, I mean, his voice, he got paid for his lines. (laughs) so it was actually a really big commercial success its budget was about two hundred and eighty-five thousand. it ranked up almost a million dollars wow a million dollars a million dollars Mm -hmm. and it spawned the i guess you can call it the next sequel the invisible woman which was a comedy it didn't do so well but this you gotta check it out yeah they went comedy i remember that movie i remember both those movies actually So, where can you watch this? You can find this on YouTube as of this recording and on Tubi, both for free. Tubi has ads, of course. Or you can buy it on iTunes for three ninety nine. Wow, nice. Or you can the find it on piratebay.org. Just download your <laughs> torrent app. Not that we condone that sort not of thing. No, we don't. Nope, nope. Wow. Is that going to be bleep? I mean, no, uh, that's not going to be. Um, you invited I, us I, on. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's my pick. Who's next? Jay? Jay. Jay's going. Yes. So my pick is a 2010 uh, American film, American-British film. Uh, Actually, it was done. uh, I didn't even know this. Uh, I thought Hammer Films was gone. Uh, Apparently in Britain, it's still going. Um, So it was uh, was done uh, by uh, Hammer Films. And they call it a romantic horror film, which... I guess it's there. Um, I don't know. I went with a, a vampire theme, and it's a classic vampire theme, and it's also a vampire like foobar, uh, if you will, because it involves a child vampire. Uh, the name of the movie that I picked is Let Me In, which was also a 2008 Swedish film uh, called Let the Right One In. 
ancient force has survived for 200 years by living Are you a vampire? as a child. I need blood to live. You okay? From the director of Cloverfield. Do you think there's such a thing as evil? How do you protect a bond when you are cursed to destroy? I, I actually watched both of the movies. Um, the Swedish one was a little darker. Um, I really liked it a lot. Um, but uh, this movie I really liked because uh, the, 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 star, the two stars of the movie really are these two young kids. Um, one of them, uh, he's, he's been bullied all, pretty much all through school. Uh, he's a 12-year-old boy, and he friends this female child vampire and it takes place in Los Alamos, New Mexico, in the early 1980s. Um, and what I liked about it was, you she moves in with this next to this this young lad, uh, and he's, you know, it's it, they're in an apartment complex, and they move in, and she's with this uh, this older man, and he thinks he thinks that it's. Um, what what was that? I, my was phone that made Zelda? a noise, so I threw it. Sorry about that. You did throw it. Wow. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, you think that this is her dad, and it turns out to be like her handler. Um, and he, she doesn't actually go out and feed like a normal vampire. And if she does, when you see she does at one point, but what she does, she's really like a ripper. Like she really, she's not clean about biting and drawing blood at all she's just rips them she's, apart she's not basically. elegant um and so the handler usually goes out and basically drains these victims that he finds and um brings back the blood to her and then she's able to feed that way um it's really cool she's actually really cool and it's sad because you know a lot of times in movies like interview with a vampire you know when they they bring in a child um vampire it's like <laughs> I, I had to close it what do you want for me pokemon go okay yes <laughs> you know what just continue so anyway like interview with a vampire when they inter when they brought in uh uh claudia claudia yeah uh you know, she's this child vampire and, and she, she doesn't age physically, but she ages mentally. Um, and then, you know, what her, her demise is horrible. Um, but you know, the cool thing I liked about this movie, um, was, I guess, I don't know if it's a romantic thing. I guess it is. Cause they kind of fall in love with each other. And so I guess it's kind of romantic in a way. I don't know. It's, but it's, it's, it's sounds like romance, but it's horror, but it's, See, I don't consider this kind of like a real true like horror movie. I consider this, I mean, vampire movies to me aren't really horror movies unless it is like a Hammer film horror movie. I don't know. Does that make any sense, Tom? Um, yeah. Hammer films, you know, they're too legit to quit. Uh, oh, I was going that. Oh, see you there. But yeah. you know what's interesting about I, Hammer I got films, it. if I can just poke in real quick. They were actually, they're based out of London, obviously, now. But they were based out of a place called Bray. And that, or Bray uh, Studios, which is in Berkshire. And that is about 15 minutes from my husband's hometown, like childhood hometown. Yeah, we're oh, that's edit cool. That out. Uh, that's, interesting. that's true. <laughs> what did you say? You're going to edit that out? I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. 
Well, anyway, right. uh, this um, film this film was directed by Matt Reeves, um, and uh, the two characters in the film, um, Abby and um, uh, Owen, Steve. No, Owen. Um, well, they're played by Cody Smith Smith McAfee. Am I saying that right? Uh, and Chloe Grace uh, Moretz. 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 I guess. Anyway, yeah. So um, that was the American British uh, version and actors in, that were in it. But I really liked it. I think it's really cool. Um, I I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. God, such a honk. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can watch you watch sixty minutes of like. Mayonnaise first of all, you've never seen. Like, oh, first of all, you've never seen the film, so <laughs> suck it. Second of all, uh, IMDb gives it a 7.1 and Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 88. Okay. Um, All right. Good scores. Yeah. So I'm not too far off with my score. It's just that I'm a big vampire fan, as you know. Um, I played a vampire for eight, six years, I should say, uh, in a a show that I directed and starred in with my band Sub 7 and the Undead. And um, so I'm a big fan of vampires and I I really like this movie a lot. I really like the movie that Dean reviewed a lot, and he destroyed it for uh, me. Actually, funny you so, said that. Because, you know, what? I'm not done talking. Well, Dean. wait. One of my notes before you go too far. I don't want. I don't want. I want to make sure this gets in. You just mentioned Sub Seven. One of my notes was, oh, it's it's the filming of a Sub Seven in the Undead music video. Oh wait, never mind. Yeah, and and why that makes absolutely no sense was because they were werewolves, not vampires. Oh. They were, why well, it makes absolutely no sense at all, idiot. <laughs> Again, suck it. Well, to get back to Jay's pick, I actually, it's something that is interesting about this film. And uh, you mentioned Anne Rice's um, novel and then eventual film, Interview the Vampire. I think it's one of the first times it's presented, especially by her, this idea of a child um, immortal. Because, of course, it, it, grows mentally but not physically so when claudia comes on the scene and she is of course a little girl and as well as in this movie um you know as women age we tend to fall in love and all these sort of things so you tell the line between like the indecency almost because of course she's old she's 200 years old but she's you know what I mean? Like you can't picture her in a romantic relationship with louis and yet that's how she sees it. Right exactly so it's interesting that that concept actually comes across even in this film. And I think they do a good job of it because it's not necessarily as awkward as perhaps it would be in the 1994 version of whatever, you know, interview the vampire is. So that's a good point too. And I didn't want to spoil the movie at all in any way because of how the movie opens uh, and you wonder why what's going on. And then as the movie progresses, um, you do realize that, it's not her father, her, it's not her handler, you know what I mean? And I'm not going to, I'm not going to say any more, but it's just interesting how she just keeps living and these people that, you know, take care of her and love her and, and, and help her out, you know, they obviously get old and die, you know? Um, so it's, it's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, it, and the other thing, you know, about vampire movies that, that, um, you know, that, that bring children in on it. It, it, that's the element that you sit there and go, wow, that's, it's kind of sad in a way. Like, you know what I mean? You kind of feel bad for the the child character. You know what I mean? Um, But one of the other things I wanted to say is there's, there's another movie that's related to this 
uh, movie, and I I, I I I can't remember the name of it, but I did see it when I was searching for the movie. Oh, and you can also rent this on um, uh, iTunes, uh, and I believe it's not on Netflix, but I think it's on Amazon. Um, but one of the things about it was uh, there there was another movie, uh, something about the darkness of their eyes or something like that. And it actually has to do with more child vampires. Only there's like a bunch of them. Um, so I just, I, I haven't watched that yet. I'm going to watch it. Uh, it looks pretty cool. I believe it's a foreign film, um, but I want to definitely check it out. Um, so yeah, so that's my pick. And I, I, I like my rating, Dean. <laughs> well, I think it was good. Good job, Jay. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. It's definitely a good movie. Thank you. Everything's great. Everything's wonderful, everybody. <laughs> Suck it. All right, so is it my turn finally? Yeah. Okay, good. Let's just do this. Remember, no blood, no gore, none of that. No fun. Tommy, ten no out fun. Of ten. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Tom, no blood, no right. gore. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I'm actually going further back than even Mandis pick, and it's oh, also really? a universal film. Oh, nice. Uh, so my pick is the 1931 classic Dracula Wait, is Max Schroeder? No, that's Nosferatu. Oh, that's Nosferatu. Sorry. I'm talking about, well, you know, most people would, I would say that, and they would think the Bela Lugosi version. Oh, yeah. But actually, I'm talking about a different version of Dracula. I'm talking about the Spanish language version that was shot, no, simultaneously with the original Bela Lugosi version. (laughs) And the thing about this version is it's actually better than the Bela Lugosi version. So, before we we talk a little about the about the movie, I'm going to go into a little uh, movie history here. So, back in the early days of motion pictures, movies, of course, were silent. Uh, the invention of what was called the Vitaphone system in the 1920s allowed talkies to replace the silent film. Now, while this was a huge advance in motion pictures, it did have some problems. Uh, some actors simply couldn't make the transition from silent film to talking pictures. Uh, directors, of course, had to now stay quiet on the set because any noise now would be picked up by the microphones when before they would just shoot silently. <laughs> uh, but another problem that cropped up uh, with the move to talking pictures was that they would uh, distribute these films to foreign markets. Right. And in a silent film, it's just easy. It's just as easy as changing the title cards because, you know, you would have the dialogue like written down on a card and they would show those throughout the movie. But with the talkies, that wasn't possible can you just not call it talkies it just talkies was that talkies. i hear that term a lot was that actually how they were referred to yes yeah originally yeah when they talking pictures mm, or okay. talkies okay. like movies right. you know? yeah, 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 yeah it's kind of a thing so they didn't weird, really sorry movies is a misnomer yeah. they've always yeah. moved right hmm. but they didn't always talk which is and so they they had movies and then they went to talkies. well how come they don't call it movies. speeches I'm turning your microphone off now. I'm just going to click that. <laughs> right. That's an option. Yeah, uh, fair enough. But speaking of microphones, they really hadn't figured out how to dub voices over like, like they can do now or subtitles. They, they didn't have that either. So they had to figure out how can we make movies that you know foreign markets want to see, but in a different language. And they thought, well, why don't we just shoot the same movie? on the same sets with the same costumes, just different actors and do it in a different language. And that happened quite a bit in the early days of sound pictures. And Dracula was one of them. Uh, One of the biggest markets, uh, farm markets was 
Mexico. Mm. So they decided to shoot a Spanish language version of Dracula at night. So during the day, the regular crew would come in and shoot the scenes with Bela Lugosi and the rest of the cast. And at night, the other actors and crew would come in and shoot the Spanish version of it. But what makes the Spanish version, I think, better is because the director of the Spanish version would watch that day's shooting from the other director and say, okay, I don't like that. I don't like that. I can do it better than that. I can do it better than that. And then did different shots. Right. So it's the same movie, same script, different camera angles, and in most cases, better camera angles. He moved the camera a lot more than the director of the original Dracula, Todd Browning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were they just wanted to they wanted to show up the American crew and say, we can do better than this. Right. And so they did it in a much more uh, visual uh, way, which I thought was fantastic. And this film was lost for decades right. till the 1970s when somebody found a copy of it and then it was restored. Uh, but it's a fascinating look at a classic movie, but through different eyes. Yeah. And it's just, and now I will say this, the performances are not that great. Bela Lugosi was amazing. Yes, he was. As Dracula. Rest in peace. And, you know, not to sound, you know, not to be Elitist. offensive, God forbid, but the, the, the acting of the Spanish cast was a little, you know, Sabado Gigante, if you know what I mean. Uh, you know, this reminds me of like, when you're me? watching WWE and you hear Jim Ross and he's like, it's going to be a slobber knocker. <laughs> and then you see the Telemundo version. Hey, I saw Oh, it's the rock. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, something like that. So the very, acting was a little a little overdone. Yeah. Very expressive. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I just find this to be a more entertaining film than the original, just because I've seen the original so many times. And to see a different version of it, but it looks familiar, but it's not. And it's just uh, it's just a fascinating, I think, footnote in Hollywood history right. that this thing actually exists. You can appreciate it for being two different things of the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, on to the score. So this Step version hands. of Dracula uh, gets a 7.2 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database. Okay. And a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. And right now, the only place to be able to see this film is on a website called archive.org, which yeah. is the home of the Internet Archive. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, hmm. The Internet Archive, Jay knows about I told Jay about this, where there are literally hundreds and hundreds of public domain films yeah. that the copyright has fallen off of that you can watch, copy, use any way that you like. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's really, and it's got, one of I've my actually, favorite things about the- I've actually, ahead. I don't mean to interrupt, but I've actually used some of those- um, I've used some of those uh, sound clips from those movies in some of the songs that uh, I've written, some of the electronic stuff I've written. That's cool. Yeah, because it's free use for yeah. anybody because right. it's public domain. Oh, do they have the Wendy's theme? Uh, I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but on a side note, uh, along with, with, the, with this movie, there's actually another version of Dracula that was shot in a, yet another language and this is a real rarity. This one's actually, I can't find it. I can only find clips online. I can't find the whole thing. It's, uh, no, it's actually was done entirely in American Sign Language. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that's all right. of the characters sign that's instead cool. of really? talk. Yeah. And, okay, I don't know whose idea this was, and I am not joking. This sounds like a joke. Deaf but deaf Yeah. It, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the movie is called Deathula. Get the actual F. No, it is. I am not kidding. I am not kidding. Is he deaf? Is that part of like the plot? Like, yeah, yeah. Aren't they all deaf in the movie? um, 
He's definitely through the whole movie. And his assistant, his like Igor character, right? Or uh, Renfield type Renfield, character. Yeah. Uh, actually has his hands cut off and nobody can can understand him. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's amazing. Yeah, it's. I it's, wish you could find that. I would watch. I know. That, that's. I want to find it. Oh man, I want to watch that. But yeah, it's one of the only films ever. We should shot all watch that and then language. do another show in sign language. Oh. In, yeah. Yep. We should do a sign language podcast. podcast. Yeah. For an audio podcast, absolutely. Yeah. Or we can do a Morse code podcast, it's like. <laughs> yeah. Podcast for the deaf. It'd be like yeah. be dead silence. People like, what happened? What are you talking about, man? That's it. That's- <laughs> yeah, weren't you listening? <laughs> oh. What are you deaf? Oh, uh, hey. I, I know a fun fact about I heard the that. Dracula movie. Yeah. So in nineteen twenty two, uh I believe it actually so You the, sailed the ocean blue? Yes. So the nineteen thirty one uh release of Dracula was not technically the first Dracula movie was no. it Nosferatu? Yes, released in 1922, and then it was. Uh, yeah, they were sued for copyright infringement. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a silent version, uh, but yeah, it was based I think more directly on the Bram Stoker. Yep, book which I think you can't even really compare to the Bela Lugosi. I think they're two different animals. They really are. Yeah. I, no, I really they are. Do. They are. The, the 1931 version is so embellished because you know the the actual story is not as terribly as long as you know. Right, but they had to Sanity. add more stuff to it. Well, and I don't do Dracula, blah, blah, blah. It's a very long book. Yeah, it's like 500 pages. Get out of my goddamn house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, there's no way I'm reading that. Yeah. No. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody reads. Nobody reads. Oh, read this I still read. Yeah. I just, I just right. finished a book last night. Yeah. We still read. What was it? Was it delicious? The Bible? No, it was actually. <laughs> yes, the, the Bible. Bible. Oh, um, <laughs> you're, wait a minute. Hold on. Dean definitely didn't read the don't Bible. You, don't you listen to belligerents? <laughs> um, no, it was FDR's uh, biography. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I have a fascination with. Him. I'm in the book, according to yeah, Dean. Yeah, Jay was the Secretary of State. Uh, I bet. I bet you found that damning. Oh, <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. come on, come on, get uh, it? Because it's just a dam. You look a dam. Like Hoover Dam? Like who? Oh shoot, that was Hoover. <laughs> yeah, no, you're kind of. I, I mean, I got what you're. Like you were close. No, not really. Well, no, she was. I mean, he he was. The, he was the. We'll be we'll be holding auditions. For I mean, Hoover Paris. Hoover was the president until 1932. Okay. Became president, so. By the way, it's did not he sail the ocean blue? Boulder Dam. No, he was a humorous <laughs> bastard. Is what Herbert Hoover was actually. He really uh, was actually. <laughs> Yeah, you know my husband calls vacuuming Hoovering. <laughs> oh, well, there's so many. Is I wonder if is Hoover vacuums named after Herbert? They Hoover? might. They might. They might actually suck all the air out of the Hey, all those Hoovervilles. Jokes about uh, the 1920s. There you go. <laughs> da, 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 da. Where's uh, my moonshine? The Kaiser. Yeah, someone oh. should put him on a roll. Oh, oh my oh, god! Hey. How's about that, Jets? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your Moses now? Ah, see. <laughs> Oh man, this is degenerated very yeah. quickly, hasn't it? Yeah, but it was good. It was fun. It was good. Yes, it was I fun. Found it to be fun. So that does it for us. Let's uh, let's recap the picks for this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean's pick was not really his pick. I think Jay, you know, picked, picked that for him. For him. That's fine. Last time uh, that was, ever happens. Yeah, exactly. Trick or treat, uh, which I believe uh, you know Dean gave it the old college try. Yeah, agree. And you know, and and we appreciate his thoughtfulness. Uh, and I'm a big fan of notes. Yeah, exactly. He was thorough. Uh, I'll give him that. Yeah, and we appreciate that. Uh, now, um, 
Jay's pick was, of course, Let Me End, a vampire, uh, sort of a very kind of a more of a subtle horror film, but uh, a little bit of more of a slow burn with that one. But that's a that's a great pick as well. Mm-hmm. And Manda's pick was. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so- <laughs> 1940s, The Invisible Man Returns with Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Yes. And of course, my pick was the 1931 Spanish version of Dracula available on the internet archive. So that that does it. Yeah. That does it for us and this podcast. Uh, We would really like to thank our special guests. Dean and Jay, I said that right this time, uh, of the Belligerence podcast, available at your local podcast dealership. Strawberries. Uh, yes. Listen. Oh, that takes Sam Goody. <laughs> Sam, Sam Goody. Oh, man. Yo, Sam Goody here, kid. Jeez. Ta- I miss Tower Records, though. Oh, Tower Records. Oh, I miss Tower, Tower Records. Well, you know, there is a Tower Records in Japan still. Of course. Hey, do is. you know what? I do have one honorable mention. Oh, yeah, you do. Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. It is the best Halloween movie, and hands down, fight me. It is the best movie. Mm. Oh, oh, so Mm. funny. It's it's interesting that you say that. Frau Blucher. Because (laughs) our next episode, our next dive is going to be comedy horror Comedy horror. Oh, is it Trick or Treat? Young Frankenstein. Uh, is it an ironic no. comedy movie? <laughs> is no, one's one that are intentionally funny. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. <laughs> there you go. So uh, this is stay why tuned I like, for our next uh, dive. Yeah, this is why uh, this is why I like belligerence. It's kind of like uh, like watching an old married couple fight in an Applebee's. It's so cute. He gets so upset that even when he whacks his elbow on a table, he just you know makes a mockery or like it's, it's he does. He has no quarrels about standing up and screaming. God damn my elbow! All right, so. That does it for us here at Studio D. Thanks once again to the guys from the Belligerence Podcast. Listen and subscribe. Hey, over uh, here. For the amazing Manda and myself and all of us here. Hey, can we'll I say my favorite time. tagline at the end? No, no, you can't. Oh, why not? Because you actually can't. Oh, okay. Thanks, guys. This <laughs> no, is great. No. Thanks. Right, yeah. Thank Thanks for guys. having us. Thank you guys for joining us. Social media feeds, visit our website at thedeepdivepodcast.com and send us your suggestions and comments at thedeepdivepodcast at gmail.com. This podcast may contain copyrighted material, the use of which has not necessarily been authorized by the copyright owner. All programs reviewed were available in the United States at time of recording, but are subject to change by date or region. The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Media. I got five pieces of candy. I got a chocolate bar. I got a quarter. I got a rock. Gee, I got a candy bar. Boy, I got three cookies. Hey, I got a package of gum. I got a rock. Trick or treat. I got a popcorn ball. I got a fudge ball. I got a pack of gum. I got a rock.